Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerberson, joined by Reed Bacon. Have another great one, but before we get into that, if you guys are watching, please like and subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We love the comments. We love to answer them. Um, if you are just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, leave us that five-star reviews and follow us on all those listening platforms. Uh, follow us on social media also at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter at rbacon26 for Reed and then at Kyler Kerbison for myself on all social media platforms. Um, on this week's pod, we're talking a lot of basketball. Uh, what happened over this previous week with Texas, Florida, and Auburn, how those games turned out and how we're just feeling about this team in general. Uh, and then we shout out some of the football guys who played in these all-star games, Shrine Bowl and Senior Bowl. Um, and, you know, what we think their future might look like in the NFL. So, fun podcast. Uh, let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! Honest by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. It is the place to go for betting. It is your number one source for betting. They have all the odds, all the team totals, all the parlays that you could ever want, and they cover every sport. You got NFL, you got NBA, you got tennis, you got golf, you got baseball, you got everything you could think of. It is the place to go if you're going to bet on anything and make anything exciting. So for first-time signups, go over to betonline.ag and for a 50% welcome bonus, use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout and receive that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, welcome in, everybody. I uh, got another great podcast for you. This is going to be the first podcast of the week so very exciting this is all tennessee we're, we're, we're talking basketball we got three games to talk about um and then some of the football players who made it to bowl games uh but before we're gonna do that reed how we doing bud kyler i'm doing i'm doing very very well uh it's been a it's been a great weekend um you know, so just kind of hung out on uh, on Friday night. Uh, had a little dinner. Went to main event. Balled on some people, bro. You know, just show them what's up. You know me. I'm. Would you go bowling? No, actually not. Did everything but bowling. Just did like a bunch of the games. 
shuffleboard, which I love a good long, like the good long traditional shuffleboard. Yeah, you sound like an 85-year-old on a cruise. Well, I'm about to no, that's like the I actually don't mind that with like the handle shuffleboard. That's yeah. pretty that's pretty that's pretty hype too. <laughs> but this is like the little where you like have the little ones and you roll them. Um I also tried a, a new drink for the first time. Um it was a I guess it was a pineapple Malibu, which I have never, ever, ever, and I don't like coconut. The only thing that I like coconut related is the um Girl Scout cookies that have a little bit, just a little. Oh yeah, little, the with, Samoas. The Samoas, yes. And I used not to like Samoas growing up. Growing up, I was always thin mints. Now I do. I still like thin mints, but I like the Samoas. That's the only coconut I like. Well, I got I got this drink and I tried it and I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> what and, is and that flavor? <laughs> and yeah, seriously though, it was delicious. Because the, the only reason I got one is because you know the. The, the the friend that I was with decided that that's what they wanted. So I said, just give us two. It's easy. Bro, I'm easy. Just give us yeah. two. And yeah, I tried I'm, I'm the same way, really. With I like, I don't mind the taste, but the texture of coconut is what gets me. Where, yeah, you know what? Oh, uh, it's a lot. Great point, Kylie. That honestly might be a lot of the reason I don't like it. Seriously, that might be, and it might not even be a tasting because obviously I don't mind the Samoas, but yeah, like I took a sip of that. And that was my second drink. I, I didn't. We didn't have any drinks at dinner, so that was my second. I got a pineapple vodka there, and it was like it was whatever. Yeah. And then I got that, and I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, this is delicious. I was like, this is maybe a new favorite. Like it's not past the old, old fashioned, but it's maybe like tied right below it for like. Goodness, second, man! Like, you're just getting introduced to all these cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Broaden your so, your horizons. Yeah, I know exactly. So, um, yeah, did that on Friday, and then Saturday woke up, took a long walk with my mom and nanny, and then watched the balls. Man, it was uh, you know. So I guess I watched the Arizona game back in the day uh, when you know when it first happened. I honestly I don't even remember it because it was so long ago. And then, um, oh, I mean, I remember some of it, but not not a ton. And then I've watched bits and pieces of some games. I watched that Kentucky game that we lost. Um, but I finally officially set and watch this one start to finish. So, and, and I actually took some notes. So um, that, yeah. that's one thing that we're going to talk about. And then, uh, yeah, I went to mass again Saturday night, had a nice dinner with the fam. And then Sunday, bro, I have not told you this today, actually Sunday. I said Sunday. Cause I just forgot. I just woke up from like a two hour nap. So, <laughs> so it feels like a whole different day, but today I've not told you this. I've not told you this before the pod started or when we talked on the phone earlier, um, okay. but I, uh, I went to plaid apron, uh, with my same, uh, friends that I went to out to, that I hung out with basically all weekend. And so okay. we, uh, we had, we had, uh, you know, we'd gone to mass on Friday. So we woke up, met at plaid apron, wanted to get a little brunch. And so we're sitting there and, um, these two dudes walk in and I I'm angled to where like, I can see the front door. And uh, so they walk in and they're obviously UT athletes because I, they have like some of the gear on. Well, of course, like one of them had, you know, that orange hoodie that I have that's newer. It's it's a newer one that I bought and it's a newer one that you see out. Like I've seen Vi Tony Vitello wearing one and this kid today was wearing one, but they're like the cream color, kind of old school Nike. And it has the little baby zip here. Yeah. Yeah. So mine, mine's orange, uh, but this one was a cream color. So I was like, oh, these like when they first came in, I was like. I, I was like, I don't think they're football players. And then I saw them all together. Yeah, definitely not football players with that gear. And it, they were cross country or, or track. Um, yeah, I think cross country track, whatever, however they 
call those those teams. Um, but then they, you know, I see them as they walk in, and I'm looking at their gear. You know me, I'm always checking out people's outfits and swag, yeah. and then I'm checking out the UT gear. And You're this like, guy, I get some I, of that, bro. You know, slide. Hey, what what size you wear, fam? <laughs> hey, what's your Venmo, cuz? <laughs> So anyways, uh, we make eye contact and Duke kind of looks at me like we kind of know each other. And I'm like, I, I don't know him. And so I was like, OK. And so then I don't think anything of it. Like I go back to and that was before a uh, friend had gotten there. So then I'm sitting there and friend comes in and we're talking and hanging out and just eating. And I have, I don't I don't think of anything else about this center or like about those guys because they end up walking past us. Um, and then all of a sudden. I, I'm just sitting there eating and talking and I feel this, I feel this vibe come over next to me and it says, Hey, read. And I was like, and I was like, Oh, maybe like someone I know. Well, it's this, it's this dude again that I had made eye contact with, with the Tennessee gear. And he's like, yeah. Hey, Reed, like I, I love the pod. Who was, was it? Like, I, I hold on, bro. And I kid you not. I looked at him. I said, are you, are you messing with me right now? Like I, that, for some reason, for some reason, like, it just caught me so off guard. And I thought I was, it was almost like, dude, someone put dude up to this. And I'm like, well, I don't know of anyone else in Plaid Apron that knows me that like could like put him up to this. And I, and I literally said, are you, I was like, oh, hey, I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I love the pod. And I was like, oh, well, awesome. Thanks. And like shook his hand. And uh, I was like, yeah, I saw you guys walking in and saw, saw some of the gear. I was like, I don't want you, you know, like, I forget what I said. I was like, yeah, I saw the gear and, so y'all coming in. So I knew y'all were some sort of athletes. I was like, I love in his other buddy there. And I was like, I love that cream color. I was like, I have one in orange, but I'm guessing that's team issue. And he's like, yeah. And I said, so what's your name again? And he said, it's and so he said his name and he goes, Hey, my younger brother also plays at Catholic. And I was like, Oh, super hype. I was like, yeah. I was like, I love, I love Catholic. I was like, Kyler and I are Catholic, you know, and he's like, yeah, he's a junior, but the kid's name is Preston Ruth. And I want you to, I want you to put up his picture. If, Preston uh, from Ruth. The, yeah, he's track and field. Dude's a dude's a nice looking dude. Like this picture goes hard goes hard for him. He's got like he honestly he kind of looks like Jacob Warren in a way. Yeah, and he's he's not as he's not as big, but he kind of looks like. But this picture is a great picture. I'm like, <laughs> shout out Princeton, man. I yeah, appreciate Preston. it, Preston. Preston. Yeah, Preston Ruth, and then his Preston brother's Ruth. Name. I won't get it wrong. Yeah, and I forget what his said his brother's name is, but yeah, he's a DN to Catholic. And I looked him up, and dude's like six three, two hundred. I was like, eat up, fam. I was like, yeah. All right. um, but yeah, so man, that uh, it made it. it was, I, I mean, it literally caught me off guard. But I and I was like, I hope he knew how like appreciative it was, unthankful I was. But like, you know, some people have said some stuff at UT football games, and then I ran. You know, the one guy said something at Gavino's, but for some reason, this one just caught me so off guard. Well, it also um, feels different. It's like a UT athlete, in a, you know what I mean? Like a, U, a UT athlete, like someone in that age, like college age is listening to us. Like, I don't know. I kind of like felt like we were for the fans and it was like 25 and up for some reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like it It had to be. It, it wasn't any younger kids. Like, they're so into – TikTok and everything else. I don't want to listen to us 30 year old washed up dudes talk talk football. Well, you know what? It was like when we were at the when we were at the tailgate at the uh Spire tailgate and those couple guys came up, they were definitely in college. But like I, I say this to say like I only bring this up because of how much like that legitimately just made my day and made me so thankful and appreciative. Um 
and it was just like it was just the coolest thing in the world and he was super nice about it and like i said I, I i was nice but it just kind of caught me off guard i was like damn bro you should have said something beforehand i would i probably would i thought about this like when he left i was like thinking i was like damn bro should have said something before he ate because that would probably like made me so happy that i was just like hey let me take these two checks for these guys i mean they're two college kids like i got it you yeah. know um but yeah it was super nice of him uh and then of course it just made it special because sitting there across the table. off in front of your friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of a big deal. No, but yeah, she she loved it. She thought it was like the nicest thing in the world and and, and all that. So, uh yeah, bro. <laughs> it, it was it was cool. It was cool. I I really appreciate him doing that. When anybody does that, I like I feel very indebted to them. I'm like, bro, like, you know, I'm like I want to buy you I want to buy you a beer. Like, let me do something for you. Like, it really means the world cuz like I I personally, and I'm not going to speak for you, I don't think, but like I didn't set out for any of that. So it's just a really cool thing that people think, you know, I even forget sometimes that like I get so involved that like right now I'm just talking to you. I don't even think that there's going to be listeners. This is just me and you like FaceTime. Exactly. Well, that, that's the reason why people listen. That's the reason why they enjoy us so much. It's like we just kind of just do us. Like it's not, we're not faking for anybody. I, I, yeah, I might I, laugh at your jokes a little bit more than I need to, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reed, don't take it personally. Enough. That was a shot. You know, you think I'm a funny guy. I know. I'm kidding. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> no, but uh, but Preston, Preston was a he's a Knoxville boy. He went to because I, I looked him up when I wanted to shout him out, but, uh, he went to, uh, he went to Bearden. So I'm, I'm happy they, they, his parents saw the light and send his brother to Catholic. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They saw the light, but yeah, um, man, it was incredible. Like I, I appreciate him so much for saying that in anybody that, uh, that, that comes up and says something. Anyways, how was, how was your weekend? Uh, it was fine. That. <laughs> what, what was that? I said, obviously not as cool as that. No, 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 no one came up to me. No one said hi. Um, it's been fine. Uh, we have the little of a, a little bit of a dip in our drywall in our ceiling, so we're getting that fixed. Uh, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. So I had to like move everything out of the living room today. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of stuff a lot of stuff going on but hey, you know ate at, uh favorite sandwich spot bill's sandwich palace in nashville oh, yeah. which is incredible i told reed about it last week it is i mean i've never had a bad sandwich there i got like this uh fried chicken sandwich that was so good um and I literally can't say enough about that place. Like they, they run out of the back of another restaurant. They're only open Saturday and Sunday for lunch. And it's good every single time. There's never, I've never had a bad sandwich there. And me and Brian love it. We go most Sundays. I, yeah, I wanted to try it before I, you know what? We haven't said anything. I'm back. I'm, I'm in, I am in the Chinese buffet today only because we're recording at night and the other room that I, I go to now is like terrible lighting. So I'm in the Chinese buffet, but yeah, I wanted to go there before I came back to Knoxville, but I'm, I am going to go back. And my mom even saw, uh, and she told me that she saw an article about them opening up their spot, like, or that they're about to open up a new spot. So I can't, I can't wait to come back to Nashville. Yeah, and eat it. They're expanding. Can't wait. So yeah, so I I became a celebrity and you ate at a sandwich shop. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, now, yeah. I, I I don't even feel comfortable saying that. I'm joking. I'm joking. But, 
Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I, I will say this. I, um, I'm excited to talk some hoops. I, I, how, I feel like, I <laughs> how can you say that after being like, I'm not watching another game till February. <laughs> well, I said, I'm excited to talk about it. I didn't say that I was excited about it. I'm excited yeah. to talk about it. I didn't say that I was excited, um, about watching them or about this team or anything like that. But I before I have a lot, so you need to get off your chest. Whatever you need to say, I want to oh, hear gosh. what you think. So we're going to talk just slightly Texas, uh, slightly Florida. Obviously, the game yesterday with Auburn, and then what? What do you feel as just a UT fan about uh, about how, about this team and about the future of the team? Yeah, I mean, I think we can go game by game here. We don't have to like give the whole soliloquy. Me spend fifteen, you spend fifteen, I but. No, no, no. Um, I'm not. I, before we jump into the game, I just want to know what. Uh, okay, answer me this then. What What do you feel like this team's potential is? Just as you, as a fan. Mm, with the way I'm looking at this team right now, the loss that they had to Florida, the fact that their free throw percentage is still just subpar. Hey, Georgia, let's stop yelling. Okay, thanks. <laughs> the fact their free throw percentage is. Very subpar. Um, the strength of this team is their defense. But, I mean, you got to shoot better than 25% in field goal percentage. And, like, until they do that on a consistent basis, I don't trust this team. If you can lose to Florida on a random Wednesday down in Florida, then you can easily lose your first-round game in the NCAA tournament. So – there, there's nothing, there's nothing here for me to trust you. I, even watching the past three games in totality, every single one of them, and just taking those, and you're, you know, two and one in that span. I still can't trust you because I saw, I saw the offensive output, I saw the missed shots, I saw the bad free throws, I saw us being up six versus Auburn with thirty something seconds left and missed two free throws. And make it into a game. So it's just like that kind of stuff. It 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 just I I can't trust this team. I'm not, I'm not. I, there's nothing. There's nothing to tell me. There's nothing to get my hopes up. Now, if they go into SEC tournament play and they get hot and they do something, maybe I'll think, hey, we're gonna get out of the first round. But I'll still have that those feelings of doubt. Definitely. I mean, it's always gonna be there until something else happens. Until some, until you get past the second round, until we actually get over the mountaintop, Rick Barnes proves something in March Madness. Then, I, like I'm always going to be nervous. All right, one one more question for you: Do you do you enjoy watching this team? Do you like this team? And obviously, you like them. We basically like any sporting event that or any sporting team that is Tennessee, unless they're a bunch of punks. And Rick never has a team of a bunch of punks. But like, do you do you find yourself like enjoying watching or like? really bought into the guys on this team? Not as much as years past. I mean, yeah. I remember being super bought into Grant and uh, Schofield. And, I, I like, I remember even being, like, super bought into Josh Richardson. Like, I remember being – it it just felt – I don't know. This team, for some reason, just doesn't quite feel like – I don't know. Maybe there's just not like a guy that's been taken over. Um, you know, we've had spurts and good performances, but like our biggest thing is consistency. And like, if one dude 
hasn't been like super consistent all year long and like doing exactly what he needs, then it's like, where, where's the, where's the Tyler Smith? You know what I mean? Like back in the day, where's, where's the Chris Lofton? Like, where's the guy that like, we say his name every time. I think Zakai is close to that, but there's still just inconsistent nights where like he's missing threes. Um, you know, that nothing's working for him. Like it usually is like, or he's missing those layups like we did versus uh, I think that was like Kentucky. It's just like without consistency, then I can't fall in love with the guys on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if Euros didn't get the technical foul, if he was able to make his free throws when he's up there, then maybe I'd like him more. But like those kind of things pull away from me enjoying his play because I think some of the plays he makes are good, but there's this roller coaster of everything. Did you, what did you think about my, uh, my tweet about like when I'm like, you know, and, and there's a, it's Euros is very split. Like people either like him or they get kind of annoyed with him. I don't obviously dislike him as a person. I just get annoyed with some of his stuff because people want to say like, oh, he plays hard. He brings an edge to this. Team. But like, I get that. But you can bring an edge to a team. You can play hard. You can bring physicality without getting, you know, without um, putting your team in bad situations with, you know, technical fouls and running your mouth. And like, I, I kid you not. And I, and if people want to argue with me, I could go back and find it. But like, I think it, it was that uh, Kentucky game at home. There was a couple times where he just straight up is wrestling and tackling dudes, and they don't call it. And it's like, bro, like you could really put us in some bad shape in March, you know, or or in a in a in a big game, yeah. or you're just be, just being a dumbass, like. And whether you, you know, want to taunt someone who's better than much, 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 much better than you, like you did with Landon Dickerson last year against Michigan, and just get absolutely worked by him, or whether you get a technical or something else, like. So do, do, the do same you, thing happened versus Florida. It's like. Right. So what's your opinion? So you get what I'm like, do you feel like where I'm what I'm where I'm coming from? Like you can play a sport with an edge without being an idiot. Yeah, you can definitely do that. I, I and a lot of the times like Euros's penalties aren't like effort penalties. It's like him trying to flex or showboat. Like you know, like those dumb technicals. It's not like he is getting a rebound really tough and hits a guy in the head with his elbow, and it's like Listen, I like the way that he plays. I like the physicality of him because he's a big man. But, I mean, there's still times where he gets worked down low. Like, he got worked by what's-his-face at Florida Bad. a couple times. Bad. Bad. And it's like, hey, when that happens, realize that that happens to you. Like, huh, like feel that humility and, and hold on to that. Like, don't – it's like uh, – He's like, like a act like you've been there before. You know what I mean? Like, like go and score. I mean, you saw him score twice and or three times within big moments, and he didn't get technicals. He didn't, you know what I mean? He got an and one and literally caught the ball was standing over uh, Vescovy. He could have done something, but he restrained himself when he did that move. Uh, versus Euros, he ran down the court and just gave like a yes, that smile, that look, yeah, just yeah. that little face, of like disgust. And then when he hit that great shot, when uh, Adu fouled him for no reason, you know, he just just a simple this yeah. that that was his celebration, and it's enough. And like he in like he was the one who had his dominance on the game. 
Like right. it didn't it, the way he played, he was he was the dominant force the way he played. So you can be dominant in different ways. You don't have to be dominant and be an idiot. Right. You don't have to be dominant and like physically hurt people. You can be dominant in different ways. So I think that's kind of where we're coming yeah. from. We, we we want to take all of the good with none of the bad. Like that's just it. Yeah, and and you know what? Like sometimes that's sometimes that's you can't have your cake and eat it too. But in this case, you can because it's very simple things not to do. And and I don't yeah. know if you heard me when you were talking there. I said he's like a corner, like a cornerback, like where it's like, you know, he wants to talk all this and all that and make one good play and act like he's, you know, Champ Bailey, Darrell Revis, you yeah. know, whatever. But then he gets burnt over the top, and it's just like, like what do you like? What what are we doing? Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like um, I, I think that's just one of the toughest things in sports when it's someone who's very average. They have maybe a one or two above average nights, but most of the time they're just very average or don't do anything. And then when they do do something, they want to act like they are a very good player. And it's like, bro, like, you know, there's there's a time and place for everything. Like there's a time and place if you're a role player and you come in, you make a big rebound and a block and TBA's going wild and you maybe want to hit them with the flex or beat your chest. OK, that's fine. But like I said, like the antics, like Rick Barnes even said antics, like it's not a one time thing. Like it's it's a lot. Um, And it's like it's like he gets it's like he's like, oh, I got to score once just so that I can like celebrate to this guy. And, um, you know, for an example, I brought up like there was later in the game where uh, one of their little guards came comes in and he and he hacks him like it's a straight up like he puts the arm up. But instead of leaving it up, like he comes down on somebody. And that's a, and I'm fine if you want to have a big man and have a presence like that. Like, hey, if you're going to drive in, like, you're going to feel it. I'm fine with that. But it literally makes me nervous that Euros is going to take it too far. And it's going to be in a moment that matters. We're like, he's we someone's going to have a foul. And someone's going to come. No, no, no. That you can have a foul, but it's going to be like where someone comes in and he's going to swipe so hard and they're going to go look at it and be like, yeah, you're not going for the ball. Like, you literally just tried to take dude's head off. Because if you go back and look at the Auburn one, it was right on that line where it was like, okay, that's a good, clean, hard foul. But, like, what's going to happen when you do that again? And it might be in an SEC tournament or an NCAA tournament, and you end up hitting Buddy, you know, the ball's not even close, and you come down and just on the front side of his face. Like, you're going to be gone. It's going to be a tech. Like, they're going to get, you know, um, yeah, you know, ball, you know, get shots and ball and it just hurts the team. And so um like when people want to say like, oh, I wish other people play with this attitude, it's like that's my tweet was like you can play with attitude and go to the edge without without being an idiot. You know what I mean? I mean Zakai plays with an attitude. Great great example, Kyler. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Right. I mean people are inspired by Zakai and the way he plays and his attitude. There's a reason why he averages two two steals a game. Like he has that, but he doesn't play stupid. He doesn't right. do the unnecessary stuff. Right. Um, well, let me let me say this. I didn't mean to just get off on the Euros tangent. But so uh, – and I'll, I'll, I'll try to be quick. Um, I, I, I don't dislike this team, but I don't – I don't – but I don't love the team. You know what I mean? It's like I like Sakai. Um, I don't I, – I mean, Josiah Jordan-James, he's fine. Um you know, Santi, I like Santi, but it's, you know, there's not some big emotional pool there. Um, you know, there's just, there's, there's not a guy that I'm just like that really draws me into this team. And that's fine. Like if they somehow go out and 
make a run and make it to the elite eight, your boy's going to love this team. And like for in, in, in the, in the uh, hierarchy of the, of the history, I'm going to say, Hey, that, that 2022 slash 2023 team, they made the elite eight, like that, you know, it doesn't, ha- we don't have to like have that buy-in and that's not, that's not their fault that there was guys that we liked more, you know, when I was a kid and some of those Bruce Pearl teams are then like, we just always talk about the grant Admiral teams or even last year's team. Like, um, but, but yeah, it makes it a little bit more difficult because of, I, there's not necessarily that buy-in of love, but then there's again, like, I don't, I don't trust the team either because we can go into more and I'm proud of the team, man. Like we're not going to, I mean, you know, they're, they're top five, top 10 in the country. You know, they play hard, they play good defense. Like they've had some nice wins. I've had a crap, a couple bad losses, but like that's college basketball. You know, even when a team's really you – know, when you have a Kentucky or a Duke or North Carolina or an Arizona or a Gonzaga, when they're just really, really good, they still always end up losing a random game on a Tuesday or Thursday night. So that's just mm-hmm. basketball. But it's like those teams you still know that they're still going to be good and, and, and potentially – and I'm talking about like – I think I'm talking about college basketball as a whole here is like there's not one dominant team this year. Yeah. You know, kind of – Kind of like last year, I don't remember there being that one dominant team like like I said in years past where, you know, hell, you can even go to the, you know, 2005, 2006 Florida teams. You know what I mean? Like there's a team that is just studly, you know, um, and, and they're going to have a really good run. And so I think that helps this Tennessee team, but that also helps everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It helps Purdue. It helps Arizona. It helps. Yeah. Every other one and two seed. It helps. Yeah, exactly. Alabama and, you know, Kansas and all these, because there's not some one dominant team, but um, I, I feel the way that I feel about, like my going into the rest of the season, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to cheer for them and I hope they win uh, because I just, I like my teams to win. I'm not going to be upset if they lose. And then it's just going to be like this basketball season for me, um, is just sadly just going to be about March. Like my, my basketball season will start uh, in the SEC tournament championship. And then yeah. depending on what they do in that, I'll like, okay, you know, I'm going to be sitting down and it's going to be, you know, Thursday at one o'clock and I'm supposed to be working, but Tennessee's playing against, you know, like, um, you know, Tennessee's playing Arkansas Pine Bluff, you know, in the first round game. It's like, okay, like, let's see what's up now. So that's my season's gonna be a very short season this this year. It's gonna be yeah. a very short. But but the talk about the team, uh, I think I said this on a couple pods ago, um, and I still really believe this after watching them more. It's like, you know, and this is a Tennessee pod, so we'll talk like when you got Eric Ainge and you got Brent Schaefer, and it's like, well, you got two two QBs. Well, really, you have none. You know, I see you what have, you're saying. Yeah, you got you got you know. Um, you know, you got Robert Griffin and Kirk Cousins. You got two quarterbacks, but you don't have any. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like this team has like you could really say, oh, well, Julian Phillips can get his. You can get Olivier can get his. Josiah George Ains can get his. Santi can get his. But it's like we're halfway through the season, or more than halfway through the season. It's like I don't really trust any of them. None of them and have like, been consistent. Right, right. And and we're not saying consistent like every night, but maybe consistent like you're going to be consistent two out of every three games. Yeah. You know, and and I've been disappointed in, in Tyreek. Like I, I really, really thought after seeing what he did um at Indiana State and when we were at that spire um tailgate and we were talking to Santi and he was talking about Tyreek. He's like, bro can fill it up. Like he can absolutely get buckets. And like 
the funny thing is, I'll give Rick credit. Like for the past couple of years, I feel like I hear him. Uh, and yesterday, I just happened to be in the car uh, after the game ended because I was going to pick my dad. Went to the game with his brother, uh, Uncle Jimmy, and so they went to the game. And then we were picking my dad up to, and um, he was going to, like, I made the whole family went to mass, but I was picking him up to go to mass. And I'm sitting there listening to Rick, and Rick's like, "Yeah, we just got to get." Tyreek to shoot more like he needs to take and I and I will defend Rick and be like yo I hear him over the past years like saying these people have to shoot it more like pull the trigger um and when you watch the team I do feel like there's it's not um they're not scared of the moment they're not hesitant to pull the shot uh like I said because I don't think they're scared but because they just like it's like they're trying to play too good a basketball like make too many passes like Tyreek he literally one of the notes I took yesterday talking about the game Against Auburn, he gets he gets past his guy on the baseline. He's under the goal, and then like he tries to pass it off. So like so, here's rim. He drives in this way, and he's right here. And I know there's people around him, but like just one pump, get a guy in the air, go up, you know, yeah. try to make the one. If not, go to the line. But there's a so here's the goal. He's here, and there's another guy flashing this way, and he tries to do like the like the quick pass. And it was like it's almost like one too many passes, like because that you pass that ball, and then it's a fumble, it's a hard catch because whoever it was is coming in. It's like a turnover. It's like, bro, just go up strong. Yeah. And so, so I just feel like you got multiple scores. You don't really have any. And then it's like, I just feel like sometimes it's too passive and really, especially in March, you have to have a guard or you have to have a guy that you can be like, Hey bro, like I, like you got to take over this game, these next couple of possessions. And they Heck, just, maybe, I mean, maybe they don't trust themselves. Like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we don't no, trust – like, I don't I don't have anybody in mind on this team that I'm like, we need a bucket. It has to be him. That's, remember I said that earlier in the poll? Yeah. Because, you know, and I was trying to be positive about it. I was like, well, you know, you know, is it Josiah Jordan James going to take the shot? Is it Santi? Is it, you know, Zakai driving in? Is it Julian Phillips? Is it Tyree Key? But, like, like you're saying now, it's like, I, I you know, I don't I, I don't know. And – um. And so we'll, I just want to talk about the the Auburn uh, box score real quick. Of course, yeah. it's the only box score I don't have because I wanted to, um, I wanted to because I have all three of them brought up. But I wanted to mention like, and this is not a knock on him because I think he's a very good college player. But I don't think he's a number one. Like he's a great number two, but he can't be your number one option. Is Josiah Jordan James? And I say, I don't, I just don't feel like he's consistent enough. And I was like, you know, dude hit a couple nice threes, but then I felt like he was taking a good amount. Like the offense was like really running through him. Mm -hmm. And then I love, I love his little 15 footer that they get him in there. And he has that little, Bro, that's what that's, that is his shot. Like get him there as many times as you possibly can. Just like you think about, I'm going to get Euros underneath in the basket one-on-one as much as I possibly can. I'm gonna nah, get no Josiah Jordan James, 15 foot as much as I possibly can. That's his best shot. I'm gonna get uh Viscovi in the corner from a three that like he can make that it as predominantly as possible, or get him in a foul situation. He will make his free throws. So it's just like what how can we change up this offense? What can we do? Like Josiah Jordan James like let's just make it easy for him like whenever he has the ball like let's just make it like if it's spread out let him go one-on-one to get that matchup then let him do it but like I don't want to I don't know like I don't want to set up place for him at three like that's not his best shot like set up place for him at 15 feet 
Right. And that's, and that's what I was getting at is like, and I just said no to interrupt you about, about, uh, about, uh, euros because the, dude, teams are going to start just hacking, hacking, uh, like a hack a shack, hack a euros because he's just so bad from the line. And yeah. so there was, there was a couple times yesterday where, uh, I think they fed him down low and that guy just straight hacked him. It was a front end of one and one. He missed it. You know, they, that's just such a win of a possession for another team. Um, but yeah, so I, so I pulled it up. And so, you know, Josiah Jordan James, uh, you know, he's five of 12 and he's one of seven from three. Do we really want Josiah Jordan James taking seven threes? And that's not no. a knock on, is that's not a knock on him, but like, I would rather have Santi get a couple of those and even yep. Tyreek, he get one or two of those, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not a like, I think Josiah is a very good number two or a great number three. Like if you got a good guard, you know, say if you had Kennedy Chandler again for one year and he's a great guard and then you had another big man that was, a you know, really good. And then Josiah as a three, like that's an out, that that's a national championship kind of vibe. Um, but, yeah, I just don't – it's just scary. It's just scary because it's like in tournament time, it's it's cool. It's, it sounds good on paper to say that you have five guys and you have a deep bench and you can – you never know where the scoring's coming from. That sounds good on paper, but I, I, I it's like I need to know. I don't know where the scoring's coming from because these guys are going cold as shit. <laughs> like, that's, how, exactly. that's why I don't know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's why I'm saying, like, it sounds good. It's like, oh, man, like positive Pete. It's like – Oh, we can get something from this guy, something from this guy. It's like, bro, we haven't seen that. We have to trust with our eyes. Like, Julian Phillips has not been what I thought he was going to be as a top fifteen guy in the nation. You know, he was he was ranked higher than uh, Brandon Miller at at Alabama. You know, yeah. and Al and and he's a Kane Range Nashville kid, so that one sucks not to get him. But then it's like Olivier can have some really nice games, and and you know, talk about the game yesterday. I mean, we miss like there's plenty of games where we miss just some absolute bunnies, like little. Like where the offense, where the the coaches get a good play design, or the players themselves make a great play and get a eleven percent field goal percentage, right? Like, w- like, yeah, great. You held a team to forty three points for the game, but you only scored forty six. It's like you're also a very bad offense. Like you're a great defense. You're as great of a defense as you are as bad of an offense. It's just like if you're only one sided, there's no way that anybody's going to think any different. Yeah. And we could, and, and, you know, Kyler, we can be positive here and say, you know, yesterday Zakai Ziegler is 0 of 10 and 0 from seven. So he's 0 for 10 on field goals and 0 of seven on three. And Santi's two of seven and then one of six from three. Olivier's four of 16, you know, so it's like you could say, Hey, it's a really bad, really bad shooting night. And you beat a pretty good team at home. Like, you know, there, there are some positives. I mean, that they, that they won the game, but I think as Tennessee fans, and this is right or wrong, I'm not going to – I people can argue either way, but it's just like it's the nature of the beast, man. Like we know that basketball is about March. We know that we don't have a March coach. Mm-hmm. And it's like – and it's like so I don't fault people. I, I, I see it all the time on Twitter. You see it back and forth. You get – the fan base is very split on this team because you got – somebody will come out and say, well, Rick can't make the shots for him. And then you get other people that will say – you know, Rick can't win in March. And I've been very, very honest, uh, even up to two or three years ago, that, like, I'm just like, bro, Rick is what he is. Like, and I've just come to accept it. And and yeah. Rick's not – he's not going anywhere. Why would an athletic director – first off, he's old, and and they're probably just going to let him ride it out. And the other thing is, like, why would an athletic director be like, I really need to let this guy go when he consistently has me in, you know, the top five, top ten, and 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 stuff like that. Like, yeah, he doesn't well, do SEC well. championship. 
Right. Like he's, he's here to stay. Just, I, I know we all get mad about it because it's like, well, we just want one elite eight is, is a couple is a, is a sweet 16, two out of three years that much to ask. Like if you're running, if you're running as a top five, top one, top three, top 10, top 12 team, it's not much for us to ask just to make the elite eight or uh, make this, which is exactly why it's like, yeah, you can look at it and say, you know what, you had won a tough fought game versus a top 25 team. But then it's also like, if you're this expectation, if you're also going to try and fight later down the road that we should be a one seed or a two seed over another team, then you can't struggle versus the number 25. You can't lose to Florida. So it's like, you are held to the standard you put yourselves at. You know what I mean? Like if this was in the Donnie Tyndall days, then yeah, I would say great win versus Auburn. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, but that's not, that's not where we're at now. We won the SEC championship last week. Now you have new expectations. You you're, you've been in the top five all year. You, you should kill this team. If you're as good as you've been ranked, but they're just not. And I don't think you know. Agreed. And it's like, does a Michigan State team, when they when they're really good or good, and a Michigan State team loses on a Tuesday night to somebody in the Big Ten, they shouldn't like. They're probably upset, but you know what they're like. They're like, Tom's going to have the boys ready for 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 March. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for you know, Virginia when they had, um, you know, Virginia or Villanova with Jay Wright or, or or honestly, Kentucky fans are a bunch of psychos. But even during Kentucky, like. There's still some times when I know these past couple of years they haven't been great in March, but they're still like, oh, yeah, we took a loss to Tom- in Thompson Bowling Arena February 16th. Like, who gives a shit? Because we're going to be at the Elite Eight probably or the Final Four because we got, you know, John Wald, Marcus Cousins, Anthony Davis. Exactly. Carl Anthony Towns, whoever. So it's like, yeah, it's like if you just think about it, since since Rick has got this thing cooking, it, it really should be as a fan. It's like, okay, maybe, maybe two Sweet 16s. Uh, one elite eight and one final four. So say if Rick's been here since, I mean, Rick's been here seven, eight, nine years or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's longer than you think if, you know, when you look at it, but like, is that, is that too much to ask? Like, you know, two sweet 16s uh, and out, and then you make one elite eight and then out and then one final four. I mean, I, I feel like that's very reasonable. And I feel like we, we would be happy as clams, even if you give me one sweet 16, one elite eight, and one final four. I, I mean, I'm happy with that because he had, he gave us that that he gave us that uh, temptation of like he he can get to that final four. Exactly, dude. I'm you telling know? you, a sweet a sweet sixteen makes all the difference. Like, yeah, just do that every the, year. Just a sweet sixteen, just the feeling of being there, not even winning in the sweet sixteen, making the elite. Just making the sweet sixteen is like, oh wow, like we're like we're there, we're close. Like it it'll feel the same way as like the college football playoffs happens. There's twelve teams. Like you make the twelve, you're like, oh hell yeah, like we're killing it. Like you make the 16, it's like, yes, this is a good team. This is a good coach. This is good players. Like he's done a good job with the culture, with the environment and creating something. But like you miss it every year. You never make it there. Even if you have uber excess during the regular season, you still can't make it there. Well, I I, I know you keep saying sweet 16. I mean, I, I'm more about that. I, I feel that should be the floor. But I mean, I'm even saying, well, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, in general, yes, I guess you should say that. But at the same time, with history, I, I feel like I'm saying, yeah, I know. But I'm saying, with our like, history, it's it's not the floor. It it's it's the ceiling. Like we we don't make it to final fours a lot. 
no, 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 no. I know. I'm saying, I'm saying you keep saying sweet 16. I'm saying like, it should be elite eight. I mean, it's like, that's not that much to ask to win three games at the tournament. And if you're always a top, top three, top five, top eight, top 10 team ranked nationally, like, I mean, when's he, the last time we made the elite eight? That's my point. That's my point. Cause I'm saying he should, but he should be there. That's not that much to ask. Like you just said a 12 team playoff for football. Well, why can't we be a top eight, top eight in basketball? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like 16 is like a little, like a little too much. I mean, a sweet 16 is when, when two, I mean, they made the sweet 16 last year and it's like, you know, you win two games. You win your well, first they didn't. They lost to Michigan in the second round. I thought Michigan was the sweet 16. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that, I'm saying elite eight's not it because. We haven't been to the elite eight, like like in 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 Tennessee basketball entirety and history, men's basketball. They've never been the team that makes it to the final four and the team that wins a national championship. Like it, it's not it's not a thing in basketball. It is in it is in football, so expectations are higher. But in basketball, like I'm just like, dude, like give me some, give me some fun in March. But 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 Kyler the way that like you've already said earlier, the expectations and how they've done. Yeah. There's a sweet, the expectation literally I keep saying top three, top five, top eight, top 10, because over the past four to five years, we've been number one. Mm-hmm. We've been top five. We've been consistently top eight. You know what I mean? So I feel like 16 is kind of almost letting him out easy. It's like, you know, and I get it. Cause you can sit here and argue and say, well, that's what he does. And I'm like, yeah. Bet your ass, I think that's what he does. Like, because yeah, that's exactly what he does. Right. So, um, you know, and it's just like, you know, I'm happy they beat Texas, and you know, it's like, you know, we this we haven't talked on on the pod about it, but like, you know, so I went to Mass that day in Nashville, and then I went, I made it to local Taco, and was been plenty enough time. I got to watch the whole second half, and it's like they really put that game away. I mean, they they go into half. Yeah, I mean, they were up fifteen to thirteen the whole second half. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, like, I got in the car. And first thing I hear is because I had, a, you know, Bob Kessling. And it's like in the Tennessee's coming out of half up 48, 40 to 28. And I looked at my mom in the car like I was like, you know, that's great. I was like, because I'm sitting here thinking like they're probably not going to beat us. That means we're and I called my dad and I was like, are we hitting shots? Are we playing pretty well. He's like, yeah, people playing pretty well. Like, you know, obviously Olivier went just bananas, 12 or 15. Um, you know, yeah, 20- I mean, they were making their shots. They they were turning around, hitting their jumpers, coming off screens, hitting the shots. Like that's what was happening. I mean, if Vers- you if versus Florida and Auburn, they were clanging off that rim. If you if you have this, and this is this is what we can finish up with basketball. But if you and this is really is that's why I said like my season will start. When it's that first tournament in March, because I'm like, are we going to get the Texas team? Or are we going to get Auburn and Florida? And we're not going to know until the day of, and there's nothing that can really give us much hope. Because, hell, we could go win the damn SEC tournament again like we did last year. And that and that Michigan team was not a good Michigan team last year. I don't care what people say. Like, we should not have lost that team. They had one player, but they outcoached us. They outplayed us. They 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 everything. Like, it, it was just brutal. But, like, you know, so if we can get – you know, if we get Olivier to have 27 – you get Zakai to have twenty-two. You got Santi with twelve, and Josiah Jordan James with fourteen. That team's that team's going to win a lot of basketball games. That yeah, team is, exactly. That team's going to win a lot of basketball games. But it's like, how do you do that? You know, and then you followed up, and you know, I was at trivia. I go to trivia every Wednesday night with some buddies, and I was sitting there, and it's like, I, I there's been so many times on a Wednesday night where they're trivia over the past couple of years, 
and you look up and you're like, you know, Tennessee games on a Wednesday night. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, yep, handling business. Yeah, playing pretty well. And I got to sit there and watch most of it. But yeah, I just see this big guy just going to absolute work. And it just seems like sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, you or people in the comments, it's like we've really just struggled lately with like a big guy that's just like, I guess the last guard that Athletic. I remember. Yeah, I just, I think the last guard I remember just cooking us was that Purdue game when they had Gus. Uh, I always want to say Gus Edwards, but he's the he's the running back. So Gus, whatever, and then they had uh, Ryan Klein. I think was the was the yeah. white dude broken. But it's like, it's like that's like it's you know Landon Landon last year, this year the Florida guy did it, and even even Arizona's big guy. You know, it's so it's like all, it's also so aggravating that literally every time we get a big win and we get ranked high, this team just like falls asleep. I mean, it it, it feels it, like talk about a battered vol syndrome. Like we remember yeah, I, Memphis I think, to we remember Memphis to Vandy. Everyone does, and I then you, and then you 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 back it up with Texas to Florida. It's like, come on. Yeah. Obviously, it's not as bad, but still, it's just like it's still the same feeling. Still yeah, hurts. But that's but that's bro. To me, that's um, that's almost college basketball in in a way. I mean, like. Alabama just went to Oklahoma and got the brakes beat off of them yeah, by like a did. by like a twelve and nineteen Oklahoma team. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, we're it's gonna continue. Floppy. I mean, you can't. Yeah, and there was and there was some stuff that I liked. I mean, some of the notes that I took yesterday, like there were some spots in that Auburn game where like Auburn was winning at the at the start of the game and kind of had some leads, and I liked how. I mean, they. It was a 17-4 run, and then we immediately went on a 17-5 run and got right yeah. back in the game. Yeah, and the thing that I liked about it is, like, some of the plays that I had, like, I liked when we run, we had a little, you know, we could get a little baby turnaround right at the free throw line for uh, Triple J. We did the same thing for Santi. Uh, you know, Olivier's getting to the rack. Now he wasn't making a bunch of them. Tyreek finally had his old man game where he was on the box pumps dude fouls the heck out of him he puts a shoulder into him a little fade away and hits a shot and it's like that should be so easy for him when we need a bucket to, to be able to go to him and like i said i love i love toby man i love toby and like i put that on twitter what he did i mean to get a to get a re rebound put back and then a block and like and, and and that was something else that rick was talking about rick is like i put the tape on after every game and i catch myself saying why do I not play him more? And it's just like, yeah, you got to, you got to get him. And he goes, you know, and he even said this on the post game. He's like, you know, I just get in these games and I think, oh, I need to go with experience, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's probably why you choke a lot because you're, you know, overthinking stuff. Like if it's a better, yeah. if it's a better player, like, and he's playing well, like ride the hot hand and play the better player. But, you know, so there, there was, you know, and the defense is always fun to watch and, and I appreciate their efforts and, um, and things like that, but I, yeah, it's it's all offense related. It's all of the all of yeah. these shots go down, and and honestly, whether it is the players making a good individual effort or it's the coaches, I, it's probably 50-50. You know, I'm not sitting there breaking down freaking X's and O's of basketball, but like these guys get good looks, and it's just you got to make them. You either make them or you don't. You know, so yeah, a bunch of clangs, a bunch of clanging. Um, <clears throat> before we move on to the next thing, I did want to ask like what you thought about the last play versus Auburn and the foul, no foul. Yeah. I I mean, it, listen, if I was on the other side, I'd be hooting and hollering and screaming and yelling all over Twitter 
about how that was a foul and that we should have got three shots. And I mean, like he really did come up in his face. I understand a guy kicks his legs out, but he's doing it all game. Like it's like, I don't know. I, I really don't. I know the refs don't want to end on a, on a call. They don't want to like decide the game on a call, but like, what's to say that he's going to make all free th- free throws. Like that's a big pressure moment to make all, all three. So I don't know. I, I, if, if I was a neutral party in this, I would say it was a foul. Yeah, I get, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the whole uh, swinging the legs out and this like ridiculously jumping and stuff like that. Um, matter of fact, there was a couple of times in that Auburn game where we're closing out and, you know, Zakai got called for one. And then the next time it happened, they called uh, the Auburn guy for kind of flailing, yeah, and throwing those legs. And, like, I get it, Um, you know, the closeout. A a defender needs to be able to close out. But I also agree that, like, the player needs to be able to go up and shoot and land safely. But on a situation like that, like – and, I, and I'm a Tennessee fan, uh, and but I try to call it as, as straight as I can be. Like, I've, I'm i happy that they didn't blow that whistle because I felt like it was just bullshit by that guy. Like, you're not he's not focused on the shot as much as he's focused on, like, getting the, getting, uh, getting the shot up. And then once he realizes, like, the shot's away, then he wants to, like, squirm like a fish out of water. So it's like if a Tennessee player does that and they get the call and I'm sitting here, you know, watching a game or I'm at TBA, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I'm going to smile. Like, we got away with that one. Like, good for us. But, like – if we end up losing on something like that, I'm probably like, yeah, like that sucked, but like, you know, good, good on them. But I mean, I was even watching the NBA the other night and, and Steph's get, and I love Steph, but I felt like there was a couple of times Steph's doing that crap where he's like shooting and kind of like throwing his body forward. Like there really should be a way, like all these players, like even you and I could go out there and shoot going straight up and straight down, you know, yeah, and not exactly and not doing all this flailing fish out of water bullshit. So, and it's also gonna, like the, 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 some of the shooters, like they'll jump like two to three feet forward, like to yeah. try yeah, Like they'll literally jump forward as they're shooting in an attempt yeah. to run it. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's like, and, I, and so I don't, I don't like that. Play the game. Like it's like go up and try to get your shot. And if you get fouled, you get fouled. But like, if I'm Rick, I am making this a point, like, I'm going to talk about it, um, you know, in film. I'm going to talk about it just, like, in a team meeting. Then I'm also going to, like, practice this. But, like, and there's some late-game situations, Kyler. I really am going to tell my team, like, maybe do, like, a a run-by. Like, literally, if there's three seconds left and a guy's, you know, trying to get a shot up, like, just do a drive-by. Get get hand to the left and just keep – and then pull it away. If they make it, they make it. If – if you know, but don't don't let them – don't let them draw some – some bullshit cheap like that. Honestly, like that, that's how I'm teaching it because, like, I thought Olivier did a pretty good job. Like, he closed out and then he went straight up and straight down. You know what I mean? And so it's like, even when Olivier does what he's supposed to do, in another instance, he might get in trouble for it. And I'm just happy that they 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 ate the whistle yesterday because if you go back and watch it, like he closes and he gets up into him, but like you can also see where the guy's flailing his legs out. So it's yeah. like I, I as Coach, as a coach, I'm I'm telling my guys, I'm like, hey, if it's a late game situation and you're closing out, just do a drive by, just do it like like when I yeah. when I was. Have you seen that? Have you seen that one NBA player who like steps back like 15 feet and just jumps straight up? Like he doesn't go out there, he jumps like say you know second block. Like he'll just jump straight up and put his hands like this because the way the where he's jumping from and the way he's jumping. His hands are going in front of the goal, 
from mm. their point of view. So he's not anywhere close to them. He's far yeah. back, but like their depth perception gets off and guys will miss it. Um, I just thought that was very inventive. I'm like, hey, maybe try that. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just agreed. I, I like stuff like that. But, you know, when I used to be on like on punt team, it's like if you see a fair catch, you you do a drive by like you go by fast. You set, maybe say something or maybe you run as fast as you can and stop right before you get there. Say something like you're doing. What were, something. What were you saying while you ran by? <laughs> That's uh, that's not YouTube appropriate. So. <laughs> We're gonna get demonetized because of Reed's antics. Um, yes, I would say any. I would say any anything and everything. Like I might say something off the wall, so they're like, "What did you just say?" Or I'm just like, you know, you know, or be like, "Don't choke, bitch," or you know, something like that. But yeah. We'll- uh, okay, and last thing we want to talk about before the end of the pod, um, some of the football guys who played in All Star games. Um, so big one senior bowl. We got Darnell, we got Byron Young, and we got Hinton Hooker. I mean, it <clears throat> sounds like it's been great for everybody. Uh, uh, Darnell has been getting a lot of the hype. Um, but you know, Hinton, they're also saying like he's great in meetings and 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 the scouts are loving him, the guys who are getting a chance to talk to him, um, even though he's not playing and you know, heard some good things about Byron too, you know, watched the actual games. So like saw some of his plays, which are good, but Darnell, man, I mean, he's just dominating practice, dominating one-on-ones. Like he did very well in the game. Um, some nice backside cutoffs, some nice like chop downs on pass pro. Um, and I, I, like, you know, they quoted like some people's being like, Hey, he's literally getting himself into the first round into the late first round with his performance. And I'm like, Man, that's great to see because, like, his athleticism has been off the charts all year, and I didn't know if people, like, really understood that. And, like, the fact that we played Alabama and, like, Hinton was clean all day and, like, never had an issue, like, that's what put him on the map. And then just, like, getting all SEC honors, making the senior bowl, and he gets the senior bowl, and he's just balling out. He's he's athletic as hell, just the quickest feet you could have for 325 pounds. Um, I'm just super excited for him. Like he's been great since high school. He's been a five star and he's been great for us. And like, sounds like he's going to be a great NFL tackle too. Yeah. I, uh, man, I wish, I wish he got more respect and more pub. Cause I feel like he really deserves it. Um, yeah. as it just, that just evolved because it's like, he's played good football while being here. He also uh, stayed. You, well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, it, it's like he could have easily walked and left. You know, like a bunch of like you know multiple multiple of the players that left and multiple of those starters and Darnell stays and sees it through and has just been rock solid, consistent. Um, you know, and it was this year like people were kind of talking like, hey, he has this potential, can he do it? And then he goes out and does it. Like, you know, everyone's like, hey. He can be a blue chip guy. He can be a absolute rock star NFL prospect. Like, is he going to do it? Can he do it? Because, like, he showed – you know, I, I felt like he's always been pretty good since being here. I think there's times where it's like, well, he's a five-star. He needs to be this, needs to be that. Now, how many of those people are watching O-line play and actually know what they're talking about? But yeah. um, but I just really almost feel bad in a way. Like, he doesn't even get the flowers that he's really earned and deserved. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and it's like it would just wait for him to go to the NFL and be really good for 10, 12 years. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when your team doesn't win many games. Like no one really pays attention or sees you as as great as you are or as, as, as well as you can be. Um, well, that's from a fan perspective. I mean, this is also true. Like I understand the NFL can find you wherever you're at, but like, from a media perspective and from a flowers perspective and from a, like, you know, you, you just don't get seen as much when the team is not doing as well. Well, see, I just, dis- oh, see, I think disagreeing a little bit because like Trey Smith was still always getting sucked off even when we weren't any good. You yeah. know, everyone, I mean, you it, know, he started his freshman year was an all sec freshman played every game. So it's like he got on the map fast. And I think that made a difference, but like, did Darnell's not start as a freshman? I don't know. I don't know, dude. But I'm telling you that that you being a bad team or a good team affects the way that people see you. I don't know. We can agree to disagree. So, anyways, I just um, – what I was saying for you, you know, whatever, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like – I feel like I wish he would have gotten his flowers because there are guys like a Trey Smith or even like a Cade Mays that like you just were always hearing their names um, and, you know, hearing this this different stuff. Um, and it's like, well, there's just little old, little old Darnell Wright over there just balling out, super consistent. And like he was a massive piece of, of this team, a massive piece. If you put it on the tape and you're like, huh, Will Anderson didn't do absolutely dog shit, you know, when, when Darnell was, was over, when he was over Darnell, you know, like Jalen Carter wrecked us, but guess what he didn't do. He definitely didn't wreck us when he was over Darnell. And it's like, and I think him playing right tackle compared to left tackle makes a difference because if he was, if he had this exact same career, but at left tackle, people are probably talking to him about him as like a top 15 pick. Yeah. And it's so it's like, I just think that he is such a super, super rock solid uh, VFL, meaning like not just player, but like everything that he's done. Come here, pick to come here, stayed here, produced, had great good times, bad times, and I hope that he goes and has a twelve-year, fifteen-year career, makes a lot of money, uh, wins games, enjoys himself, has good health. Um, and yeah, I was really happy to hear, see the videos, hear the write-ups, see all the people that do it for uh, for their profession, and say, hey. Go turn on this film. Go watch these practice. I mean, he won. He won offensive lineman of the week. Now, just think about how impressive that is. You were at an all star game, so the best of the best. And I can guarantee right. you, that everyone there, everyone there thinks they're awesome because they have that confidence. Like they have that confidence, and to, for them to put their confidence and ego aside, I'm like, yeah, that dude's a dog. Like, I, you know, as a defensive lineman, like I couldn't get by him. Or like as an offensive lineman, like. Darnell Wright, University of Tennessee, like, yeah, that gets a stud. So the fact exactly. that he won the fact that he won that award, I think, is very, very impressive. Um, so yeah, very happy to see see that about him. And like I said, I think we're gonna be talking about him yeah. more more when he leaves the University of Tennessee than we did when he was here. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's very proud of Trey and like he's in the Super Bowl and like you, you'll see stuff on NFL on 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 just Sports Center of him just mauling people in the NFL, and it's just it's awesome to see. I can't wait to see that out of Darnell and like well, maybe I think- see some of those plays and like it, these kind of guys. 
you love to see them make it to the NFL and do well and have success because it also just represents Tennessee. Like he is such a good representation of what Tennessee is and what Tennessee can be and the kind of players that can come out of Tennessee. So it's like very, like, I just love that, that, that he's a guy who stayed. He's a guy who worked his way through. He's a guy who just performed and performed and just, you know, rose to the occasion every time and then is able to make it where he is. And, you know, I, I if he's getting up in the first round, like I, I could easily see him like starting for a team right away and yeah, plug and play, big time plug and play. Yeah, which is what the people, like I said, that are more knowledgeable than I am and do this for a profession, they're saying could be a massive plug and play. Like definitely working his way up the the boards even more. And it's like you even think about it as fans this year. It's Hendon, it's Jalen, it's said, it's Hendon, it's Jalen, it's. You know, whoever, even, you know, even Jeremy Banks had his love. They had their love obsession with him. And it's like, there's just Darnell, probably the best player on the whole team. <laughs> no one, not even getting talked about. Um, and like I said. Hey, that's the life of an offensive lineman, baby. Yes, it, it is. And like I said, even if he was, if he was at left tackle, you'd be getting way more pub. But yeah, so, so great for, for him. Uh, there were some, you know, multiple, you know, so you got the NFL PA game um, and you had Latrell Bumpus uh, in it. And then you had the East West Shrine, which was Jerome Princeton uh, and then Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, and I love that. I love that for Jerome, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm really happy for, for Latrell, you know, even, you know, it's, you know, it, it, Listen, well, I don't care if it's East-West Shrine game, NFLPA game. It's another game for you to work on your craft, to get recognized for what you've done, um, and to just help build to what you want to do, you know, and where you want to be. And so, um, you know, I I really, really want – I want all these guys to do well, but, I mean, I really want Jerome to get a shot, and I really want him – to be able to make it, you know, and, 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 you know, make it say I played in the NFL, make some money, you know, and um, I think this was a good opportunity for a guy like Prince of fan or Latrell Bumpus. Yeah. And then like, Jeremy Banks. And it's like, it's a very good opportunity for him. I do think Jeremy's going to have a shot in the NFL, uh, a, a good shot in the NFL. If he doesn't get in his own way because he can run and he can tackle and, you know, he brings a little bit of a, a good edge, you know, like we were talking about your off field stuff might just get in the way. Well, I, I think I, I, he's the kid's going to get a shot. And then, like I said, once he gets a shot, he needs to make the most of it and can't get in his own way. But I mean, like yeah. whether he's after it or not, someone's going to bring that guy on their roster because he is a, he could be an, you know, an every down linebacker. Yeah. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe Jerome will make a team, whether yeah, no. it be practice squad or not. But like, yeah. no, I, he, I agree. He will because of the fact he can play all three positions in the interior. He's smart. He's a super senior. It's like that's exactly what you, I need. I need somebody to come in, and I need them to be really smart. And I need them to like if I if I were to have injuries, play in a pinch in multiple positions. And if they're not playing, I need them to be my scout team center and run the twos to get the ones on defense, a really good look. And like Jerome can do all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, ab- no, absolutely. And I think and, and Jerome is a pros pro. Like he's a good guy, good kid. Like, I mean, he's exactly. been over, he's been over Tennessee for like nine years and like never heard a bad thing about him, you know, um, you know, seems like a great teammate and stuff like that. Uh, so no, no, I'm, I will very, very much be watching. I do think Jerome, 
we'll we'll get it. I agree with you. Like I think he's going to be on a team, whether it's um, active or, or practice squad. And then what I was saying about Jeremy Banks, you know, they got him. They got him. They said he was six one, two twenty five. But like I said, he can run. I'll be interested to see what he runs. I mean, I, I mean, if he gets in a four five area. I mean, he's like I said, somewhat what I mean by give him a chance, whether he's drafted or undrafted. Like I said, someone's going to bring a team's going to bring him in and be like, that. Yeah, you know, there's Jeremy. He's from Tennessee. Like, let's see what he's got in practice. And we were talking about Euros earlier, like taking things to the edge. Just think about Jeremy Banks's two years ago. Yeah. It was like, hey, can you not grab a face mask? Can you not do something, <laughs> not do something stupid? And then he comes to his senior year and like. I don't. I don't remember him hurting the team like an idiot multiple times this year, except for yeah. and talk about on the field. So obviously so whatever South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever happened for South Carolina and then, you know, not having the bowl game. And, you know, there's things about the bowl game that says he, you know, was, I don't know if he was acting a fool, if there were some grade issues, if there was, um, you know, he'd wanted to get ready for the NFL. I mean, you, you never know, bro. I mean, you yeah. never know with these kids and stuff like that, but um, he's going to get a shot because he can run and, and he's good size and he plays physical. So, but I'm happy exactly. for all, I'm happy for all of them. And I will be excited to see how Darnell does uh, at the combine. Cause I'm assuming he'll definitely get a combine invite. Yes. I don't know if Jerome will get one or not. He may, but he'll definitely have his pro day. So I'll be excited to see his pro day number. And then, like I said, I'll be excited to see what Jeremy runs, you know, on the 40. Me too. I'm excited about Byron too. Uh, I really want to see what his explosive measurements are. And he's um, gonna he Byron, bro. We haven't mentioned him yet, but he's going. I mean, you you mentioned it, saying that he's playing in the game. That guy is going to absolutely light up a combine. I feel like, and 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 someone I was talking to a buddy the other day on Xbox Live, and it's like one of the mock drafts that just recently came out. Him had him going like late first round, early second round, and it's just like. You know, it's I, like, I, I wouldn't expect. I wasn't expecting that. I was hoping that this combine would help him to get into earlier rounds, because yeah. I felt like he was like maybe like a fifth kind of guy. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't. You know, I'm so bad at some of this stuff. Like, I love it, um, but I, I really am so bad about. I watch these guys so much, but you just it's it's there's a certain way to being able to understand does he translate to the league or not? I mean, hell, I was I, I was shocked that Alante Taylor went second round. But then Alante had like a really good rookie year. I mean, dude's starting. And I'm, I mean, there's times I'm like, God, oh, he's getting burnt by some 26 year old white walk on from BYU. I'm just kidding. I don't, I, you know, but, but, you know, like, yeah. um, but, but like these guys see these, you know, Alante is a very, very good athletic specimen. And it's like they see that and they get him in there and he plays well. And so That's it's right. like, if I'm sitting watching the draft and, I'm like, yeah, I could see Byron going like third or fourth, but then you hear his name and it's like late first, early second. Like, I guess I can't, I guess I'm like, well, they know something. I don't, I mean, Darrell Taylor went, went early and, you know, like, so. And he's I mean, worked these, his way up. He's been doing well for the uh, Seahawks. Right. So if you're an edge guy, if you're a corner, if you're a left or right tackle, you know, it's one of those things. And, 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 and I'll say this to finish up and I don't know what your thoughts are. Like maybe this, maybe, Maybe Hendon not throwing the rock and maybe Hendon just being around maybe helps him more than it could hurt him. You know, he's not, I'm not saying he would, but I'm saying he's not throwing any picks. He's not airmailing anything. He's not, you know, whatever. But he did great in the meetings and was showing his football knowledge and picking up, you know, game plans and all that stuff. So that, that's great for him. Sometimes less is more. <laughs> that's very true. Sometimes less can be more. And I, I do, I do think that like Hendon runs a 40, they're expecting like fast and like, 
maybe it's just kind of middle of the pack. Maybe you're something like four six, four seven. Yeah, because yeah, because he he's not like super fast. Right. He's, he's he's fast, but like he he gets caught, and 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 for people to like assume that he's a dual threat quarter, like you know what I mean, and, and yeah, yeah, like I that feel, might no. actually hurt him in the long yeah. run. I, I, yeah, I feel you. It's like and. What's so funny to me about this this time period is like all the people that rise up the ranks and it's like you forget that, you know, they just played a season like they just actually played the game of football. But, but you get so these guys get so enamored with someone in the shorts and T-shirts and how far they throw a ball and all this stuff. It's like, well, this 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 should just solidify what you've seen. And like this should be like, well, yeah, yeah. We kind of, you know, Kyler Kirbison put really good number or um, played really well, put some good stuff on film. Like, let's just make sure that, like, athletically, like, we think he can hang and kind of makes makes uh, what we saw on film athletic-wise, like, okay, yeah, it checks out. But it's like, you know, there's a lot of dudes that are about to be the, you know, the combine winners and the shorts winners and all that, and it's like they're going to get paid, and then in three years they're out of the league. Exactly. So. Exactly. But uh, all right, man, good pop. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you are watching, please like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review. Uh, download, re-download, leave us those uh, five-star reviews. It, it really helps. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, at rbacon26 for read, at Kyler Kerbison for myself on all platforms. Um, and we have merch, how we doing, bud? T shirts in orange and in white. Uh, so you can go out and buy those. The link is below. Uh, and just really appreciate you guys. You're the best. Uh, as always, go ball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.